Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day. through to the other side today with a special guest that I have. You are listening to Bonnie Albers on air. I'm the hostess with the mostest. We have a guest today. I thought this song was so apropos. His name is William Stillman. He's as I'm going to tell you that to tell you what he does. He's a psychic spirit medium. He's an author. He works with the paranormal. He's a channeler. He clears houses. He's written books that you and I would only imagine to write. He's made such headway in the 3D world or, you know, the physical world we're in right now and in the spirit world. I am so excited that he is with us today because he is such an amazing spirit soul that I am always honored to have William Stillman on the show. So, Uh, Without further ado, because we've got a big show today, I would like everyone to say hello to William Stillman. Hi, William. Hey, Bonnie. Wow, what an intro. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much. I am so delighted to be back in your divine presence, and I'll bet (laughs) most people listening don't know that we are birthday twins. 
uh, not only are we birthday twins, I told you we were we were together in a past life. We had to be because you're just <laughs> too adorable. And I'm sorry, oh I'm gonna goodness. I'm gonna own that. And and you know, I don't even really know if you're really here on this earth because when I look at your face, you're so crystalline. It's amazing. So thank oh you. That I, that, thank you for that introduction. But you know, William, I can. I, I don't even know where we've left each other off. You had just finished a fabulous book. But before you do that, I know you like to start with a prayer. So can we, mm -hmm. I love the way you start a show. Would you prefer to start the prayer now before we start talking or once we take people? You, you know, Bonnie, I think it's probably, uh, I'll take your lead. I think it's probably a good idea to do that now so we don't forget. <laughs> Yes, so and we will find, too. <laughs> I think we'll get so caught up in talking, we'll get uh, distra distracted. But um, for you and, and everyone listening, I would just like a, a few moments of, of silence in order to recite the blessing that I say before I do any work of any kind, whether it is one-on-one -on -one or whether it's with an audience in a group setting. Heavenly Father, author of the universe and creator of all that is seen and unseen, we are humbled and grateful and blessed to be united in your presence this afternoon. Kindly grant us the special privilege to be of good and great service to one another so that we in turn might render great and glorious service to others through the grace of all that we have been all that we are presently, and all that we are becoming. Amen. Amen. Ah, oh, you know, you're just such a breath of fresh air, and I know everyone loved that. So I, again, when you come, I am always in awe. But I've got to ask you before we actually get into a whole lot of things I've got to decipher, tell me what you're up to, because I understand you've got some new things that is on the horizon for you. And I think we left off with you, and I want to talk today about that, but you had just published your book, Under Spiritual Siege. And it it's such a incredible twist from the other books that you've written, which I want to touch on just very slightly, but I know that you've got some other projects in the works. So tell us what's new with you, William. Well, first of all, um, I think that breaking on through to the other side by the doors is just <laughs> such an appropriate song for today because I've got to tell you, um, since we were last in communication, I have a new spirit guide that made itself known to me. Um, and its purpose is to help me break on through to the other side, to break through barriers into other realms and dimensions that I can't access on my own. And the really fascinating thing about this spirit guide is that it's not in human form at all. It's an, an enormous white-winged horse. Its name is Quicksilver. And wow. when I... Uh, when I mount Quicksilver in my meditations, and for those of you that are unfamiliar, meditation is all about you know visualizations uh, of a spiritual nature. I say, Quicksilver, take me to where I am going, and he will lift me up and will go up into space beyond the earth plane, and then he has helped me to um, – enter into realms that I wouldn't have thought to get to on my own. So that's the first thing that's kind of cool. 
Uh, and that's wow. been really useful to me. Um, wow. How, still, did you just wake up? Yeah. Well, I asked you, William, Pardon? did you just wake up? Did you just wake up one day or you were in meditation and all of a yeah. sudden, you know, that winged, uh, beautiful, fabulous, awesome light spirit, which is your horse, or actually, mm -hmm. I keep thinking it's Pegasus, but, um, I, you know, well, your, that's what he looks your, like. <laughs> Yeah, I see him. You know, I do have gifts, but I, you know, I see him and I'm thinking, huh, Quicksilver or White Silver? He, you know, looks like Pegasus. So, uh, you know, did he just come to you all of a sudden? Yes. Yes. I have uh, had two, so I have had two, two new spirit guides uh, make themselves known to me within the past couple of years. Um, and he is the, the most recent one. Um, the other one is a little boy with brown skin and big brown eyes and he told me his name is Asad and mm -hmm. I I had been spelling it the wrong way for the longest time and I had a client who is from India and I asked her about this name because he looked like he could have been Indian and mm -hmm. she said um oh yes Asad uh that's a common boy's name and here's how you spell it and I had been misspelling it totally the wrong way so um, <laughs> that was an, a nice validation. But he calls me Papa, um, and I'm not a parent. So when I encounter him and when I interact with him, it always makes me tear up because for the, the time that I'm with him, I know what it feels like to be a parent, a, a father, wow. and to have that little person uh, depending upon you. So um, those two guides are fairly recent, and uh, that's been a really lovely experience with them. I am still out there uh, promoting. Uh, sorry, dear. Go ahead. Uh, do you feel that, you know, because when I'm I'm looking at that and I see you, I'm such a, you know, I'm always such a a, a blabbermouth, but do you feel <laughs> that, that you might have been his papa from a past life? Because I keep hearing past life, past life, past life. I, I you know, I think there's that possibility um, in one of the meditations, and uh, this may sound a little morbid, but it really wasn't. In one of the meditations, um, I was actually dying as an elderly man, and he was there mm -hmm. sitting next to me as an adult holding my hand. And it was such a beautiful experience. And then I saw him taking the stage at a university and walking to a podium with my granddaughter. And he said, my father was a great man. Um, and it just blew me away. And I I sobbed like a baby um, in this meditation. Uh, it just, it was such a beautiful, loving connection. Well, I'm telling you, I see you as a past, I see that whole scene in the past, in your past life. And it's just, just amazing that, that, you know, and I, and I'm going to ask you about it. Why do you feel that these two uh, spirit gods showed themselves now for you? Yeah, I'm actually thinking that Asad might be a future life, to be honest with you, um, and that maybe I'm getting wow. a glimpse of that. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure why they've made themselves known to me now. Um, it could be uh, because I feel as though things are really picking up momentum. Um, I am doing this work for my living exclusively now, and I needed a little bit of the extra support. 
and um, I am just loving it. Uh, I, I'm loving the audiences. Um, I, I just I adore with a passion everything that I do so much, and um, it feels like I, I'm doing what I am. Oh, you certainly are. Although I don't know if you could do all that you are because I don't know that it's even invented anymore or yet. So tell us what <laughs> your new, I mean, honestly, uh, William, I like, I see the world in the weirdest form when I look at you. So, and I don't feel that it's, it, I don't feel that it's uh, boxed in. So that would mean mm -hmm. to me that the universal energy is what you are. And universe, you know, you know, we we haven't even explored all the universes, and I don't know that we'll ever know all of them. So that's what I see mm -hmm. when I look at you. But go ahead and tell everybody because well, I'm so you. excited. You're welcome. I'm so excited oh, about this goodness. new venture. Lovely. Well, um, I'm still out there continuing to promote. The, my book, um, Under Spiritual Siege, How Ghosts mm -hmm. and Demons Affect Us and How to Combat Them. Um, it is mm -hmm. uh, available, uh, discounted on Amazon.com. I think it's a little over $13 if you're interested. It's a hardcover book. And um, I have been told by many people that it has been um, their single greatest resource in understanding uh, how to make sense of what's what with respect to the spirit world, what's the difference between a ghost and a spirit or a soul? Um, how do you know when there's something toxic uh, affecting a family member or something that may have set up shop in your house? And then also how to connect with your spirit guides um, and how to tap the um, intuitive aspects of your own personality so that you can be stronger in reclaiming your uh, spiritual self. All of that is in this little book <laughs> and it doesn't look like much to look at it, but I don't, you know, I, I don't mince words and um, there's, I, I just think it's, a, a really good um, tool for people to have um, in in helping them to navigate where to go next. You know, I am glad you brought that up because that was going to be one of my questions. And it's amazing because I look at what you've written before and then that. And I, you know, I want to, I'm so, you know, where you are universal. I'm like, oh, don't talk about that word because I'm going to cry because I don't like looking at the yin and yang or the dark side of a, a, a of, of, of anything, but it does exist. And for me, it is important. Yeah, it's important that people know that, that just because you hear me with love and light and I don't really get very far into that, it is because I must have in a past life really not done well with it. But because I have had so many people, William, ask me and you know, call the show and say, you know, well, what about this is in my house or this. And, and I, mm -hmm. this book that you've written is so important, but I want to ask why you wrote it. What, what, what prompted you to want to write this book? And is it from any type of spiritual or, you know, paranormal experience? It is. Um, first of all, Bonnie, I want to acknowledge, uh, what you just said, and that is that um, you you know you don't like to give a lot of airtime to this topic, but you are aware that it's there. And the the yes. curious thing is that what I have found with um, some other show hosts is they don't want to talk about this at all. And uh, from my perspective, we've got to illuminate to. the truth. <laughs> 
You've got to illuminate yeah, yeah. the truth because that, that disempowers the negative energies when you speak the truth about it and you put it out there in the open and you don't shutter yes. it or closet it away. So um, thank you for making that acknowledgement. Um, knowledge is power, folks. Knowledge is power, and we've got to know what we're up against in fighting the good fight. So that's that. Yeah. Um, now, to answer the, the other question is um, what inspired me to write Under Spiritual Siege. It um, yes. really came about as a result of getting the kinds of calls that you just mentioned uh, and getting emails from people who are saying, uh, this is going on in my home. Um, I think a loved one is trying to contact me. What do I do? And I say, no, it is absolutely not a loved one. Do not engage with it. Do not talk to it. Do not try to audio or video record it. Um, and here's what you need to do. And where it has been in close proximity to me, I have actually gone out to people's homes and had to counsel them about um, how to make it better. So um, that's what really gave rise to um, creating this book is to really give the, the lay person a primer or a very basic handbook on, as I said, how to discern what's what and what to do about it. And to know that you don't have to call in um, a holy person. You don't have to call in a paranormal investigative team. You have it within yourself to exert authority over any untoward influences and to clear your own house. You live there. It's your house, not mine. And you have the power to do it. I love that statement. I, I, I want to ask, I want to interject two things, actually. Uh, one is, I love you have the power because, you know, I love the power. But, you, you know, I love that because what I what I what I feel and I wonder if you have encountered this with this with your book is I feel that people and I was talking to a 74 year old woman yesterday, a very I shouldn't say a fourth 74 year old woman, a friend who you would never think, I, you know, she never asked me about my show. I don't even really she knows I have one. Um, she's somebody in business. But what is interesting is she said, Bonnie, I have to tell you, I uh I believe in what you do. And I said, gee, that's so nice. I mean, I, I didn't even know. Well, what she said is that she encountered the darker. She got very interested in when she, after she did like all of the, uh, you know, like astrology she started with in Tarot and her mom, I think was a little bit, uh, very psychic, not a little bit. And her mom didn't know how to handle it. Then they did Ouija boards. And she said she was drawn to a side that she had to throw everything out. She was so deathly afraid of it. So do you encounter, you know, do you encounter people that they're really drawn to that side? And that's why it actually comes in, even though they don't want it? Well, that's, that's part of the grand seduction. That's part of the uh, agenda of the darker energies is to gradually reel you, gradually reel you in. Um, and it's a slow but very steady process. Now in the book, um, I do talk about what's a loving presence and what are the ways in which a loving presence and spirit is going to communicate because there's a lot of misunderstanding about that. And what I have found is that a lot of folks are getting uh, very exaggerated or sensationalized information from horror movies and from some of these ghost 
TV program. Yes. <laughs> and yes. they're 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 actually attempting to sort of do their own investigating, and and they're the last people that should be doing that stuff. So the book really yeah. spells out. What, what's a loving presence? How does, for example, your, your favorite grandma um, in spirit, how is she going to communicate to you, if at all? And then I talk about what's a ghost. Um, and a ghost is a, a, a human soul that has left the physical body by virtue of the dying process, but has not transitioned to the heavenly realm. So they are here. And I talk mm-hmm. about how they, you know, they retain their human personality. And you can rationalize and reason with them because they're still thinking they're human. Um, and then I do talk about what's a darker energy or what we call a demonic energy. And again, a lot of folks don't want to go there, but we have to go there. And absolutely, yeah. um, in every single instance where I have encountered that kind of energy, Every time, Bonnie, without question, there has been abuse and addiction in the household. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember that's, that's we what they feed from. That. Yeah, that's yes. what they feed from. Yep. Do you feel I'm going to make a statement, and I I'd love to know how you feel about it, but it, with you know you have the darkness, and if you turn, if you even light a little candle, it lights so far into the dark that. Uh, it starts not being able to, you know, the light, you only need a flicker of light to really illuminate the dark. So I, you know, for, for me, I love that statement because if you're working and are in the light, it doesn't take much. It takes just, just think of how much darkness and vastness you have. And if you light one little candle, look how far you can see. So what do you feel about that statement? Or do you, do you understand it at all? <laughs> Well, I think um, I, I just want to clarify your statement for listeners because I think that there are going to be some people that think, well, all I have to do is light a candle. Um, oh, but that's yeah. Not no, what no, you're I saying. didn't think that. Yeah. yeah. No, no. So I, Go ahead. I, here's you can the thing. Uh, um, I, yeah. But I am in agreement with your statement. Um, however, I want to tell people, you know, I would never, ever discourage people from attending um, religious service of any kind. Mm -hmm. I would never discourage people from lighting candles or saging or or sprinkling salt or whatever you want to do. But bottom line is nothing trumps heartfelt prayer. And when you go inward and you reclaim and reconnect with the source from which we have all been manifested that is such an extraordinarily powerful thing and it's important that you do it out of desire not desperation this is not a time to be making bargains or making deals with god to say if you do this for me i will do x y and z this is a (laughs) process every bit as much as the process of having been pulled into the darker aspect of things uh was a a very deliberate strategy. Uh, and so, again, uh, to to build upon your statement, the more you create that lightness, the more you create that positivity, the less and less uh, room there will be for the negative energy to, cr- to try to um, uh, get a hold on things, and it will eventually move off. But in my book, I say this is not just about telling it to get out. This is about commanding it directly to return to the source from which we all were generated. 
I love that. And I, you know, and love, love lights the way also, which is, which is, you know, our source and God. And I, I, that is exactly what I meant to uh, portray. So you said it so beautifully and eloquently. And that's why I feel this book really, really needs to get out because I, I do believe that, uh, you know, that for some reason we're and not I, I'm going to tell you if people that I know are tempted to do things that they really don't understand and so I always believe like you said knowledge is power and when you have the knowledge of what you're doing then the power comes in how you use it and then there is no excuses so that's that's how I feel about about any negative uh, energy or forces so and 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 I like I said I don't love looking at them but what I do want people to know is if you don't look at them that's almost you know like somebody said if you always have light then you don't know what darkness is you've got to understand Absolutely. darkness to be in the light right. and so I, I love that is there anything before there's other you know there's another uh, part that i want to talk about but is there anything else you would like people to know like i'm fascinated about what ghosts are and what what you feel you know like, why do people tend to not want to go? You know, to me, I feel like if you, you know, we shed these bodies and you want to go to the light, you're looking straight ahead and going, come on and get me or I'm coming up there because it is such a loving force. So why do you feel, and and I and, and I know that it, it happens, why do you feel people or, or our, our spirits or you know, when we pass, stay here? Well, I have um, come to the opinion that as much as we as human beings have been gifted with the blessing of having free will, I also believe that extends to our souls. And so I think that the process of crossing over into the heavenly realm is probably a highly personalized and individualized process for each one of us. So while I think that some of us um, pop out of our bodies immediately and we go shooting down that tunnel right toward the light and uh, it's a, a beautiful, glorious thing, I also think that there are some of us that, again, based upon uh, the colors of our personalities, we we want to hold back for maybe a few days uh, to see what we can do to comfort our loved ones. Um, or those of us that are, you know, very confused or disoriented because we've passed very suddenly and very unexpectedly, we might yes. still be trying to replicate our human existence. Um, and so we become what gets traditionally called a ghost. Um, and then there are those folks that have not been nice people. You know, not everybody that dies is a nice person. <laughs> and I there know. Are those people. a sad part. <laughs> <laughs> there are those people that, you know, did, did led really um, uh, destructive lives. And there's a fear factor that's holding them back from releasing to the heavenly realm. They think they're going to be rejected. They think they're going to be dismissed or condemned. Uh, and so that's part of it. And then um, you also have folks that are bitter, um, vengeful, jealous, uh, angry. Uh, and those are all really heavy, negative human emotions that are going to keep people here and prevent them from releasing. And then I've also encountered a number of 
um, energies that were young men, very young men who overdosed on drugs, alcohol, or um, specifically heroin, which, as you know, is just epidemic. Uh, and um, yeah. they, are, they are also very, very confused, very bitter, and very angry. Um, and so those are the reasons why, in my experience, someone would become a ghost. Now, the, in, in my experience also, Bonnie, and for our listeners, the, the, the single greatest outcome or the, the goal of all of this is that eventually when you're in that sort of in-between state, you're going to figure it out on your own and you you lift your head up and you look for that light that may have been very obvious to many other people uh, and you start moving in that direction yourself. Um, but what I have been shown also is that eventually, you know, after a period of time, and again, it's a highly individualized process, a loved one that has crossed on before you, or sometimes even an angel will come and try to persuade you and, and entice you to, to come with them. And sometimes that takes years. Wow. Well, do you know what? All I keep thinking is they say that you can create, like when you go back home, you can create the utopia that you want. So I'm like thinking to myself, if I, if I, if I leave this earth plane and I'll miss my, you know, miss everybody, hopefully they'll miss me, but I'm going to Italy in those fields. I'm going to eat pizza and cappuccino. <laughs> so you're not keeping me here. I mean, well, I'll Bonnie, be watching you, but hey, <laughs> yes, very, you're gonna very join interesting me. that you bring very interesting that you bring that up because that was today's quote on my Facebook page. Really? What was it? I don't think I could quote it verbatim, but it says something about um, uh, uh, someplace there is a realm where the alternate reality that you have imagined really does come true. And there's an image oh. that I put up to go with that. So I just want to let you and our listeners know that. Why, thank you. I'll tell you, I knew we were connected. I'm telling you, people are going to think we're, you know, together. So just be careful. So, <laughs> and, and I do love William. Um, I, I do want to tell you uh, before we actually uh, get into another subject, because I, th you have uh, about discarnate spirits. So what do you call, is that a ghost? Is that what you call a discarnate yeah. spirit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is there yeah. another... So, so my, my theory with all this is, do we have, and this is the question, I'm going to do a show on it, um, and I want your opinion, but uh, do you feel we have, I call them death windows, which sounds terrible, but it really means mm -hmm. windows that we, we are able to glimpse and go, and then some yes. of us don't. Okay, so can you explain yes. what that is? Yes, um, I, I concur with that. I, I actually refer to them as exit points, but I think we're talking about the same thing. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, that's so, nicer uh, than death windows. Oh, wherever <laughs> I came up with death windows, I don't know. Okay, you know, it's just I'm ADD, William, and that's what came to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll switch the, the jargon a little bit and refer to them as exit points. But I do think yes, that exit um, points. through um, on the, the trajectory of our unique and individualized life paths, there are um, uh, one or more uh, moments in time at which there is the potential for our soul to opt out, uh, to 
to leave this physical realm through the dying process of one sort or another. I've actually seen this in um, clients of mine where, for example, uh, I've seen that someone almost drowned as a child, um, or maybe that same person as a teenager was in a really bad um, car accident that could have been much worse than it was. Um, those kinds of things, um, I think, are in keeping with the concept of an exit point when our our souls decide um, whether or not they want to go out at that point in time based upon the soul knowledge of what the future holds for us. See, that's exactly what I feel, William. I knew it. I, for what I see, uh, I wonder why people take that exit. And then I'm shown that they're shown what the future would look like should they come back. And it is their choice at that time. I don't think probably all or some people would be 100 million years old, but you have a choice at a, at a certain time to say, I don't want to live like that. So I'm going to take this window and I'm going to go. So how does that make you feel? Yeah, and I think, you know, we actually have um, a lot of anecdotal testimony about that from people who have had near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, yeah, I mean, a lot of folks that have had near-death experiences have, uh, sometimes they're being told uh, by a, a, a spiritual presence, no, this is not your time, go back. But then there are other occasions that I have read about or seen in video of people who have been given the option, given the choice, um, where they've been told, well, it really is your time, but the person just feels so strongly about getting back to uh, a loved one, uh, a child of theirs, that uh, they make the decision, no, I'm going to deal with the consequences of whatever the, the catastrophe was, and I'm going to stick it out because I want to get back to my loved ones. I so agree. Do you feel, and we'll go to the next question, but do you feel that uh, there is a, um, a certain amount of them, or do you feel that there is a death date? Is there a point where we don't have that choice? Yeah, I do. I do believe that there is a point at which we we no longer have the option. Otherwise, as you said, you know, we would be living, you know, in in ways that were unrealistically uh, uh, an unrealistic <laughs> longevity. Uh, so, you know, human beings are not intended to live much beyond a hundred years. That's just how we're designed. Um, <clears throat> So I do think there is a point at which, you know, you may have exhausted all of the other options in your life for, you know, a variety of reasons. Again, it's a very highly individualized, personalized experience and that, you know, it is your time to go out. So I, I would concur with that, sure. Well, I just want to tell a little story and then I want to ask you about karma and then we're going to ask you about your new endeavors because you did tell me a little bit about them before we we actually start talking to the people there are two things i would like everyone to know what your opinion is but the one what i wanted to bring forward my my mind is gone is what do you feel about the word karma what does karma mean to you william and is karma something that we all have we accrue we get rid of how do you explain karma and 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 even from you how do you explain it but what are you hearing you know from spirit or or, or seeing other beings 
Yeah, that's a really great question, Bonnie. Um, to be honest, karma is not something that I have really given a lot of thought to or uh, a lot of time or attention to, and it really hasn't come up much in um, my personal meditations. Uh, I think mm -hmm. karma has sort of gotten a bad rap. Um, and I think the concept of karma has been a little bit bastardized by by the lay person uh, because people think that karma means payback for bad behavior or misconduct. Um, and it, I don't believe it is that at all. I believe that karma, I, thanks. I, I believe that <laughs> karma is um, intended as a learning opportunity. And I don't think that karma is necessarily specific to the the moment of the lifetime in which we are presently living and I'll tell you why it's because there have been there are often times uh in in my psychic work with with individuals I have seen um a strand or a trajectory that connects people's experiences in their present life with past lives and such mm -hmm. that there is um, there's a rationale, there's a reason why things are happening or playing out the way that they are, and it's because of um, X, Y, and Z that occurred previously. Um, for example, I have um, known clients who are female who have had, um, there's an issue there with um, uh, fertility, or they have absolutely no desire to to become mothers period they just mm -hmm. don't it's just not their calling and um there must have been a lot of this in at one point in time maybe when people didn't have ready access to um uh medical resources but a lot of times i have seen those women um died in childbirth in a previous mm -hmm. lifetime and they bled out and so there was a lot of um extreme anxiety there was a lot of pain there was a lot of fear associated with um, pregnancy and childbirth such that um, in this lifetime their soul had sort of um, put up a band symbol around the concept of <laughs> getting pregnant um, so it ends up being more <laughs> yeah it ends up being more of a mental emotional uh, soul blockage than it is about anything physical. Uh, and so I've had it happen that once once we talk about that and once we walk them through that, then they're in, better able to be in a position to make more of a um, uh, in-the-moment conscious decision. And I have seen women actually become pregnant um, as a result of that kind of understanding. So I think that's one example of how karma can, can serve as um, a learning opportunity or for someone like you or myself to help to facilitate an understanding of why things are the way they are. And again, it's not intended as payback or uh, to be right. punitive in any way. It's, it's really sort of a, a learning opportunity as we progress along this uh, spiritual pathway. Absolutely. And this is earth school. I always feel like there's, we're here to learn and, uh, and we have a lot of learning to do. And, 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 and so I do believe just like you, I, I don't feel, I feel the word karma has been used in, um, in, 
it, it's just the the connotation sometimes isn't right. It's about well, if you do this, this is what you're you're going to accrue this karma. Really, well, we're not we might not see that this lifetime. So how do you know? But you know, I do understand that people do use it. I think karma is neutral. It's good, not neither good nor bad. So it is a learning you know, tool, and I and I and love that. You know, let's, <laughs> let's face it, Bonnie, Earth ain't for sissy. Earth ain't for sissies. <laughs> no. I mean, well, it, listen, is you know what? it is tough. It is. You know what somebody said to me, William, I'll never forget. They said, Bonnie, you have 37 lifetimes before you can actually get rid of the karma that you carry. And I, I went, 37? Well, gee, if I, you know... 37 lifetimes. You mean if I decide I don't want to come back, I got to come back 37? Yes, you do. So I thought, okay, well, I hope I get to choose who I come back as. So, you know, that's how they use that. So you're right. This is a tough, tough learning uh, uh, place. And, you know, I wonder, and that's going to bring me to our next conversation about what you're getting into. And um, mm-hmm. I am going to give up two of the things that I would like to talk to you about, and I'll, I hope that you will come back. Uh, and we'll do this on another show because there's several other um, topics I want to get into. But I think this one, I want everybody to know that you are are starting to work with. And that is uh, people um, look at, uh, I don't know, you could call them, I don't like the word aliens, but I call them extraterrestrials. And you had an unbelievable experience. So what do you feel about planets and universes do you feel that they have uh life forms and or are you seeing extraterrestrials as not on any planet and can you tell us what experience you just had yeah well let's put it this way bonnie um if if we're it in terms of (laughs) some form of intelligent life in the universe if we're it then we're in trouble that's a shame Absolutely. And then all the things I've been seeing or you've been experiencing, well, you know, I guess we we were taking that kaleidoscope stuff. So, yeah, I I totally Uh, get it. Go ahead and please explain because I I could talk to you forever. I I know we want to get to clients here. Well, um, what's been happening in my private sessions with folks? No, actually, in in audience uh, galleries as well is over the past, I'm gonna say two to three years, this has been coming up a lot. Um, And what I have been finding is that there are certain individuals that have a history of feeling as though they are under surveillance, uh, Mm -hmm. that maybe even have have it in their family history of um, seeing unidentified flying objects, And I have been able to tell these folks to check their bodies for certain markings, um, and they do indeed have them. Now, the curious curious thing about this is um, it's been mostly men. And again, I'm, I'm seeing this. Yeah, I'm seeing this with increasing frequency. I'm not completely sure what's going on. Um, I'm not sure why this is coming up so often, but it's going somewhere. It's leading to something. And part of that, I think, is that we might be slowly but surely being um, prepared for the big reveal. And that there are those, 
that there are those uh, among us who are have been um, conditioned or programmed to help to quell the potential for hysteria by um, serving as counselors among us. Um, wow. The very strange thing is that a lot of times um, the the men that I'm identifying have on their uh, testicles what looks like a little birthmark or the something the size of a pinprick. Um, wow. So I'm I'm kind of wondering if um, something has been extracted in that area. Um, mm-hmm. It has also been common that these same people seem to have a lot of praying mantis around them. And what I have been told is that the praying mantis is a scout that gathers information and transmits it telepathically back to uh, a higher extraterrestrial intelligence. And the, the praying mantis has been selected because it is the closest earthly approximation to the physical resemblance of the extraterrestrial. Wow. Wow. You know, I'm going to have to check my husband, but <laughs> because, you know, it's really weird. Is it that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kidding everyone, but the truth of the matter is I'm, you know, he's a urologist. So, you know, I saw a lot of them in my lifetime, but you know, the praying mantis is really interesting because um, I, we had praying mantises at w- w- my beach house long time ago. And, you know, you're not allowed to kill them or they're not allowed, you know, that you're not supposed to. And I'm deathly afraid of bugs, but it was the cutest thing. And my husband said, oh, it's a praying mantis. Just leave it alone. And he picked it up actually and put it outside. So that's so interesting that you, that you yeah, would, and, um, and, would pick and, that and up. And why would they be why would they be why of all insects would they be protected yeah why i don't know of, i don't know of any other insect that's protected do you no i don't and sometimes i, mean, I think that, that's doesn't that great strike you as very odd yeah but that strikes yes. me as rather odd it does it's very like, odd where, where's the where's the protection against uh killing a monarch butterfly or you know the common house spider or something like that so that just strikes me as rather peculiar and again i don't have any supreme authority verifying any of this i only uh tell what what's being dictated to me <laughs> so yeah. so this kind of all culmin all of this culminated into a little get together that um was hosted in a local bed and breakfast um, near to where I live. And it was a a very small gathering of people who have all had very similar encounters or had a history of experiences or at at the least an interest in the concept of extraterrestrials and that we are not alone in the universe and so on. And I divided the the workshop into three sections. The first section was me just sort of laying the foundation and going through some PowerPoint slides that I created about who are they, why are they here, what do they want, um, and, you know, kind of just jump-starting some some discussion. The second portion of the workshop was people talking about themselves and their own experiences, and that was really pretty powerful. 
And then yes. the third portion was uh, something that I've never, ever attempted to do, but I felt called to do it. And that was I ended up channeling an extraterrestrial presence. And I it was the weirdest thing because I totally lost track of time. And so when I finally opened my eyes and looked, um, I had gone about a half hour over schedule. But um, fortunately, it was all recorded. I really don't remember much of any of what was discussed. Um, but I know people were in tears. And once I have the recording, um, I'll figure out a way to post it either to my Facebook page or to my website or somehow, uh, let, uh, you know, make it uh, widely available. Well, you let us know because I'll put it out on my, you know, Facebook also because I absolutely want to hear that. I, I do. I, I'm just so blown away because before we get to and everybody's like probably I could feel their their uh, like I want to talk to him, but you know. I got. I've got to really uh, tell everyone to please go back and listen. And I don't know if you knew this, William, but I had on two experts on extraterrestrials. One is D David Campioni, whose father uh, actually uh, documented for the FBI since 1920, and he took over and he d documented the ships. And then I had an archaeologist that wrote the book, you know, because I'm so brain dead sometimes because I, when I channel also, I don't remember, but you can go back. I think it was Tom Carey and he, he wrote the book Children of Area 51 and he's a, uh, art, uh, anthropologist and he, you should hear what he, you know, you go listen to those two. Both of them have published books and, um, both of them have been unbelievable, especially the children of uh, Area 51, So, who claims that's really not the area. So uh, this is a fascinating subject for me, and I can't wait to see what you continue to do on this subject, which brings me to my next question before we actually get to the audiences. So is there any new books in the works, William? Well, funny you should ask that because I'm about uh, I'm about three quarters of the way through a book. Um, again, more in keeping with something very essential, but but basic for the layperson. All about um, how spirit communicates to us and explaining uh, explaining all of that and talking about the significance of trees, uh, talking about the significance of patterns in nature, talking about the significance of even our own names and how sometimes there's information embedded in our names or the lineage of the name and so on. Um, and so I'm, I'm been working on that um, when I have the time to get to it. Like I said, it's about three quarters of the way through, but I don't have a publisher as yet. But um, I feel very Did strongly you ever think that it will. Go ahead, oh, it totally will. No, I'm interrupting you because I'm so excited because the minute that book hits the market or you get it, you know, out, I want you back on the show because that right now I could ask you another two hours worth of questions just on well, patterns. Well, I got to tell you what, what inspired this new book was I went to see the mm -hmm. movie Arrival. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I was thought you were going to oh, say what goodness. inspired you. I thought what you were no, going to no, say no, is it what? Go see it. Yeah, you must see this film, and I believe it's available okay. uh, currently for um, uh, through your cable service now. Uh, I believe it's available okay. for on demand. But um, it's a really powerful film about 
um, an extraterrestrial presence that makes itself known across the world. I'm sure uh, many of our listeners are familiar with the movie or have seen it even. And um, all about scrambling to find the most top-notch linguists to help to interpret this um, language that on the surface looks like nothing, um, but in fact is extraordinarily nuanced. Um, and it was absolutely fascinating to me. I know you will absolutely love it. You'll be riveted to every moment. And um, it's just really probably the most important film on this topic since Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, I love that. I am going to absolutely, this weekend I'll, I'll watch it, but you know, I, I really was perplexed because I thought you were going to say what inspired you to write this book was me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, William, it's all about me in some direction or another. Um, I, I am going to watch the movie for, for everybody listening and for everyone in chat and everybody who's going to download this show. Please go watch it. If you haven't seen Arrival, I'm going to watch it this weekend, and uh, maybe we'll have a discussion on it. So, William, I, is there anything else you would like? There was so many things I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to um, some of the uh, work that you did, uh, and, you know, those were books you've written before about your uh, the uh, autism um spirit and i wanted to also do conversations with dogs it's, that was important to me yeah. because a lot of people have lost their pets and and a lot right. of people have questions about it and so i'm going to take one minute actually and i know everybody's going to scream at me and you're going to have to promise to come back but do you feel pets and and i and and you can you know and and however long you want to take on the subject do you feel that pets live like do they see what's what's going to happen um, because when we put a pet to sleep or when the pet leaves, um, you know, a lot of people are very, very upset about, do they know, did they know, did they know I didn't have a ch choice? So is that in your book? And, and what do you feel about how pets live here? I mean, I have my own theory, but I know you yeah. wrote about dogs. I have. Um, first of all, uh, and thank you for mentioning the books on autism. I think there's probably uh, at, there's a, at least ten of them. Um, I've it's been in important. the field thirty. I've been in the field thirty years now this year, so this is my thirtieth anniversary um, in that field. Unfortunately, the book on dogs is now out of print. But okay. um, what I what I can tell people is uh, exactly what you asked comes up a lot. In fact, I just did a, a an audience uh, gallery um, Monday evening, and that came up. And people want to know, you know, w is my dog okay that I made the decision to put her down when I did? Um, what I can tell you is, in my encounters with dogs. I have had it happen on several occasions that dogs knew that their time was drawing near before anybody else knew. Yes, that's and how I feel too. Anim yeah, and animals, what I have learned from my experiences with animals, and I, ha I do need to mention my first encounter with uh, receiving information telepathically from another uh, creature was a praying mantis, <laughs> by the way. Oh, I love that. Do you have one as a pet? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I'm not really a fan of them. I think they're a little bit creepy looking. But, um, <laughs> but uh, what I can that tell you is that the wife. Yeah. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that the dogs—they all know. They all see the big picture. Animals 
um, they tend to think in terms of, they obviously don't think in a language or words or numbers like we do. They think in terms of impulses that we would associate with feelings and emotions, and they also think in visuals. That's why, uh, you know, you'll hear a dog um, whine and um, shake its legs while it's having a dream. It's because it's visually reliving an experience that it had. So they think in terms of, they think in pictures and movies, and they think in terms of these impulses that we might associate with, with feelings. Um, and so working with animals, and in my case, dogs specifically, because I tend to see a lot of dogs on my walks every day, and not a lot of people walk cats, um, is that... <laughs> um, or they, praying mantises. It, it works, or praying mantis, yeah. It it works the same way it works with when I'm working with a person. It's just um, a swapping of mental imagery. Um, and you know, when I'm working with a person, that happens either with my my spirit guides or it happens with a deceased loved one of theirs. With an animal, it's one on one with the animal swapping imagery. And the the thing that's really lovely about these dogs is they see the big picture. They understand. They're more concerned with trying to comfort us than they are worried about themselves. And that's why a dog that is in pain or a dog that is uh, uh, preparing to be put down will still look up at us with those big brown eyes and wag its tail. It's because they are so concerned with making sure that we're okay. They get it. They understand it's not a big deal for them. They've been through it before. Um, but yeah. the dogs that have had terminal illnesses that no one knew about, they have all shown me a slowly setting sun with a, a beautiful pink and orange sky as it goes down. Um, and it's such a lovely symbol of recognizing that my time has passed, uh, my energy is waning, and it is... I'm preparing for a transition. Wow. I love that. And I want everybody to know that because I, I concur, not that you need me to concur, but that's exactly how I see it. I feel that, that, uh, that they're here to give us and show us unconditional love. And, and that's mm -hmm. what I always feel that are, and uh, they're more concerned about us, but we have a duty, I feel, to not allow them to be in pain that long. Absolutely, that they, Bonnie. That and, and I also think it is a I also think it is God's blessing that they don't live longer than they do because human beings yes. can be so hideously barbaric toward animals. Yes. And um, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's a blessing that m most of them live, you know, sometimes as, as long as 20 years, but mostly it's well under that. And um, I, yes. I think that's part of the grand scheme as well. Yeah. I do too, and I love that. And William, are you ready to talk to the audience that has been waiting for you? you know, I know what they're saying. They're saying if she will just keep her mouth quiet. But you know, <laughs> this is a talk show, and I love sure. to talk. And you have yeah. your aura for me is like I could be. I, you know, I was thinking about making the show about six hours because I could buy more time and have 
six hours to talk. But I always feel like I had somebody say, Bonnie, really, I got to tell you, we can listen to you, but your guests, I don't know that they could be on for six hours. So I am grateful that you gave me. And let me tell you, you have a lot of people who want to speak with you today. So mm-hmm. I, I usually ask them a question because I believe in exchange of energy. So you know, what we would like you to do when you get on with William is to just let us know how you feel about extraterrestrials very quickly. And then mm-hmm. you've got William's attention. Is that yes. good for and you, Bonnie, William? Yes. And if people are asking for um, an intuitive response or for psychic guidance, Um, I'm Mm -hmm. going to request that people ask a very, very specific question so we we can get to as many callers as absolutely possible so that um, you're not asking, do you have any messages for me or is there anybody around me, that kind of thing. I'm going to ask that folks ask a really specific question, and that'll that'll help us to keep things moving, I think. Yeah. Perfect. I never, on my show, I don't care how many people we get to, because for me, it's all about spirit. And and I know for you, it is too, that if spirit has a message, don't stop spirit. So everyone just think of a question that you would like William to answer and know that he does this for a living. And, and, and we will, in the last 10 minutes of the show, tell you how to get a hold of William, um, get a hold of his book, and how to get a private reading with him, because or any of his galleries. You can, you can go to his website. But uh, this is just a snippet of what you do, William, because, I mean, I want to talk to you forever. So 916, you are on with William Stillman. Hi. Hi. Thank you, Bonnie. And hello, William. Hi. Who are we speaking to? My uh, my name is Wendy from Sacramento, California. Hi, Wendy. Oh, goodness gracious. There it goes. Okay. 805, you are on with William Stillman, the spirit psychic medium. How do you want me to say this, William? You want me to say you're a psychic spirit medium? Spirit medium? He's so many more. I, I think of myself as a psychic medium. That's fine. Okay. Because, <laughs> the, you know, the, my, I'm word, assuming my we words are tangled. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I should probably call back. But um, 805, you are on with this. But, you know, my, I am so tongue-tied with you. I can't take it. You're on with <laughs> William Stillman, the psychic medium <laughs> and author and paranormal uh, work and a visionary of all sorts. So. Who are we speaking with? See that one? Oh, my goodness gracious. 713? You know, we're having problems with blog talk. They're all on. But 713? Hi. Hi, Barney. Hi. Hi. Hi, Candy. How are you? Hi. I'm doing good. Blog talk must be acting up today. Uh, I can't believe this. For the first four, it's it's really amazing, and we've got a lot more. So I know we we had the last. I just want to interject a moment, if I may. Um, uh, You've probably had this happen before. It is absolutely not uncommon for stuff to go totally haywire when I'm doing radio interviews. 
Um, and I yes. had it happen just recently with Whitley Strieber, um, whom you might know from the book Communion, which is about encounters uh -huh. with you know uh, uh, extraterrestrial presences. And he said it was the most challenging show of his yes. career to get through. <laughs> so that's okay. That's why you and I can talk about anything. But Candy, we've got to make it quick because we do have a lot of people. Okay. But I know what you're going to ask. Um, Go ahead. I do. I do believe in aliens. I do believe there's other life forms out there. I believe in everything. And um, I'm going to ask you: Do you believe in the Rainbow Bridge? Is it Candy or Sandy? Candy. Candy, I'm afraid I don't know what the Rainbow Bridge is. So maybe you can explain that to me. That has to do with animals. When they pass away, they cross over a bridge when they pass. Hmm. I haven't seen a rainbow bridge, but what I have seen is an in-between area that I have since come to learn that other psychics have seen as well. Uh, so I thought I was the only one. But it's a, a beautiful <laughs> meadow, and yes, uh, it's exactly. dotted... It, it's dotted with wildflowers. There's a, a beautiful green forest of evergreens at the far edge of it, and there's mm -hmm. a waterfall beyond that. Um, and so when I have seen people cross over, um, that's uh, sometimes the spot where I see them reunited with loved ones. And oftentimes I'll see a dog come running along through the field as well yeah. to greet them. Um, I've also been shown – uh, by the way, that place is called Summerland, where it's just perpetual okay. springtime. Uh, okay. uh, I have also seen that um, animal soul energies and human soul energies tend not to mix um, in the heavenly realm. They are aware of one another. Uh, they can reunite with one another. But um, in my experience, at least, there are sort of separate domains for those those soul energies. They don't. There's not a lot of collusion there. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's because they're much nicer than us. All right, Candy, I am yeah. going to put you on hold. <laughs> because you know what? They come with unconditional love, and we don't, unfortunately. Right. 856, you are on with the psychic medium, William Stillman, and you are very lucky. Hi. Hi, this is Laura. Hi, William. Oh, Hi, Laura. Laura. Oh, my goodness. She's such a sweet soul. I, I, she calls into the show, and I have to tell you, I, I, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Laura, no, anything, so what do you, <laughs> what do you feel? Uh, but I, I don't know them either, but except for the, but through my show, and they know me through that way, too. But, uh, Laura, can you tell us what you feel about extraterrestrials? You feel they're out there? I, I do, actually. I actually went to a one of the psychic fairs one time and I had I had my um, picture taken you know where you, they take a picture of all your your colors your auras and everything mm -hmm. and the psychic she, she said that I had a lot of beings around me in my aura and she held she printed the printed it off my photo right in front of me and held it up in front of this lamp and, and you could actually, if you looked really closely, you could actually pick out the beings around me, and they had these big eyes, and it was astounding. It actually, wow. They actually are there around us, so I do believe that, yeah. Yeah. I don't think well, Laura, that there's cause for concern about any of that, um, because I think that, uh, for for one thing, we make the mistake of lumping them all together into a single category 
by calling them aliens or by calling them extraterrestrials. And what I have been told is that um, they are as different from one another as apples and oranges and uh, dogs and fish. Uh, so they are all very different races. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say uh, in connection with that is that there's no cause for concern because there are, like people, some of them are nice and some of them are not so nice. And if the ones that aren't so nice wanted to really wreak havoc, they would have done so long before now. So I really yeah. don't think that there's cause for any kind of um, hysteria or, or great panic connected to extraterrestrials. So I just didn't want you to be so um, – I didn't want you to be freaked out by the picture that you mentioned. Oh, I, was, I wasn't freaked out. It was just uh, real surprising. It was just yeah. real surprising. I wasn't freaked out, though, but it was well, That's good. really amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe well, what question? what question would you like to ask William? I would like to know uh, about a job, if you see a job coming up for me this month or maybe next month. Yeah, Laura, they just showed me the word temp, so I don't know if you've been doing any kind of temp work, but um, I would be encouraging of you to do that to uh, sort of bridge the gap between uh, finding uh, employment if you are unemployed. Well, I do contract work, so I've been applying for contracts. Mm -hmm. so Which I think is temp. It's kind of temperature. Well, that is kind of temporary, isn't it? I mean, you never, when you've done the contract then you're done so is, do you consider that temporary William or are you talking about an agency um, I was really thinking in terms of what you would traditionally call temp work um, through through an employment agency of some sort um, what is it specifically that you're looking to do Laura well you know what so, yeah just that's okay it sounds like uh, you didn't really get a message as to when you see that happening. So when you get a okay. oh, maybe okay maybe I'm, I didn't understand I'm, the question. That's all right, dear. Yeah, I'm just looking to see if I'm going to start working this this month or next month. Contract work. That's what. Yeah. Yep. They showed me the month of May. Okay. Well, that's a little further out than I was hoping for. Okay. Okay. Well, Thank you I can so only much. tell you what. What I'm being shown. Yeah. I, I wish you, the best. you know what, Laura. Maybe that. Would you know what, Laura? Maybe that's why he's saying to to that you need some temp work until that job comes. Think about okay, thank it. Thank you. Write it down and think about it. You're welcome. You know, I always say, uh, William, and I know you're going to say this with me, is we only can give you what we feel or we, we actually are given. And not, not everything is always how you want it to be, unfortunately. Oh, my goodness. So Most I, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell people, when, I you, when you come to see me or when you have an appointment with me, you have to leave any agenda at the door because it is not going to be anything at all like what you are expecting. I promise. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I wish I could lose the word absolutely because I want to I want to pull my hair out when I say it. I say it so much. But I, I, I so agree with you. I tell people that, you know, if you're looking for an answer that you want, then just go and put it in a recorder, the answer that you want. But if you're looking for something that is going to help you, then you got to be open 
to what, you know, if you go to, uh, and one of the questions on my list to talk to you about was how to, when you go to a psychic medium, uh, how you can make your experience better. And you just kind of said it. So I am going to go to nine. One sec. Don't you think, William? I mean, because I think people go or feel that people go to uh, spirit mediums and psychic mediums to either find the person they're looking for, or get the answer that they want to hear. But they've got to be Absolutely. open to what is out there. And that'll help them in I a just, whole different way. Don't, go ahead. Absolutely, it will. And if you don't like what you're hearing, then receive it as an opportunity to double your efforts to create the change that you want to have it happen instead of waiting for it to happen to you. Um, I just had something. I just had something happen the other night, Bonnie, where again I was doing um, uh, a gallery event with an audience. And uh, this woman's mom came through, bam, 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 breast cancer, yes. Uh, diabetes, yes. Her favorite movie was The Wizard of Oz, yes. I mean, all of this detailed stuff. And uh, at the end of it, this woman came up to me and said, you know, there was one thing that I didn't hear from my mother. And I, <laughs> I said to her, that. I said, you know what? You got what you got. And I said, let's not get greedy about it, dear. I said, you got what you got, and let's be grateful. Let's be grateful for that, okay? Spirit's going to tell you what, you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. <laughs> Abs, uh, you know what? I'm going to not say absolutely, but I, I have to tell you that's so true. And another thing is, how do you, do you I know that you get the same thing. It's, they'll say, oh, no, I didn't want to hear from that person. I want to hear from this person. I'm like, well, that yep. person you didn't want to hear from needs to speak with you. So I, mm -hmm. it's interesting. Um, spirit mediumship is so wonderful. It's so fascinating. It's so absolutely incredible. I'm in awe when I hear it. Even now, when I hear it from everybody, it makes me just happy. So 916, you are on with spirit medium, William Stillman. Hi, he's also an author. Hi. Hi. Yeah, hi, 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 Bonnie. Hi, William. This hi. is Nancy. Hi, hi, Nancy. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, How do you feel ET? about extra? Yes, ET. Oh, oh, absolutely believe in them. I had a, um astral projection one time where I actually met with a, um, uh, what do you call a space council. And, wow. Um, it's a variety of ETs. And, you know, they were all different. They were more humanoid, but, you know, it was a variety of them. Um, and uh, they basically, I was given this message telepathically that for one to meet them, they have to raise their vibration and they couldn't stay with them longer. They have to keep that vibration higher. So it was, it was really interesting. That's so interesting. Oh my gosh, you and William are talking the same language here. Um, I love that. So what question would you like to ask William? Yeah, well, I did have an encounter with one of my uh, spirit guides in the past, and it actually appeared as a polar bear, believe it or not. And um, I asked the name of the polar bear, and she said Diane. <laughs> and wow. what I would like to ask now is what is my main spirit guide, if you can contact that? I'd like to have more conscious communication with my spirit guide. Yeah, that's a great question, Nancy. Um, first of all, uh, uh, 
to the average person, it may seem a little ridiculous that your uh, the contact that you made with a polar bear that its name is Diane. But <laughs> I'm here to tell you, <laughs> the spirit guides don't they don't care what you call them. That's superfluous. It's the acknowledgement of their presence that matters. That's what they care about. Now, it is for you, Nancy, and for everyone listening, it is extremely important for reasons that Bonnie and I were talking about at the top of the program. It's extremely important that any time you attempt to connect with a spirit guide, that you do so by first protecting yourself with a prayer or a blessing. The reason I'm saying that is because those nasty energies are out there that are going to seize advantage of the opportunity for those who are most susceptible or very vulnerable, and they're going to masquerade as something they're not in order to gain your trust. So number one priority when you attempt to engage with a spirit guide is to immerse yourself in prayer and meditation first so you are covered all the way around. Now, uh, the second thing that I want to tell you, Nancy, is that as you were talking um, what I saw was a um, a male uh, Native American Indian is uh, a wow. primary guide for you. Yeah. Okay. I'm not surprised. That's amazing. Why does that not surprise you? Mm. Nancy, why does that not Nancy. surprise you? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Um, Earth to Nancy. <laughs> she, the aliens got her. <laughs> yes. yes. <they> did. <laughs> Nancy. Oh, no. I'm very connected with Native Americans, so um, I, I'm not surprised. I have my drums and my, you know, Native American. Um, Nancy, they're also, pull, they're also pulling me to the Arizona, New Mexico area, and they're showing me a lot of turquoise. So I don't know if any of that resonates um, for you as well. Yes, I lived in New Mexico, and I used to go to the Navajo Indian um, market every weekend and get turquoise. Oh, gosh. Great. Okay, so if that if that feels comfortable to you, um, let's let's go with that. I'm not going to give you a name because I think that's for you to do um, when you when you connect with him. But um, he also does something with um, animal bone. It almost I know nothing about that culture, to be honest, so you probably know more than I do, but it almost looks like he does something similar to Scrimshaw, um, you know, the carving into uh, whalebone. Yes. It almost looks something like that. There's like a decorative um, necklace that's made out of teeth, and um, there's other things that he's doing with bone, so I don't know if that makes any sense to you either. Um. Not really. Um, I know the carvings. You know, I have pictures of all the different carvings in the caves, but no, I, I haven't seen it. Okay, so, so think on that piece, and um, I wish you the best of luck with it. I think uh, it could be a really fruitful relationship for you. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. That was yeah. Great. They, what a great, I mean, you can't get any more spiritual to me. I mean, maybe you can, I just don't know how, but the American, I mean, uh, Indian, you know, the, uh, the, especially, you know, the Indian, um, culture is so steeped in, I mean, they, they had medicine men, they, which they did the herbs, which is all about healing and all the chanting and sweatshops. Oh my God, you can't get any more spiritual than that. So Nancy, you got your homework cut out for you. 
<laughs> there you go. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, bye-bye. You know, it's so funny, William, because I, you know, this is a, this is a, a little ditty for me, but I, because it's all about me anyway, I had a, uh, somebody did for my birthday, they wanted to do a seance. They invited me to the seance, okay? And the one woman went into um, a channel, and I didn't know that she was in a channel. And she was speaking from this Indian named Redshirt. And I kept looking at her going, what is going on here? And it turned out years later, I had somebody that did the same thing that said, you have an Indian guide and his name is Red Shirt. Now, is that crazy? Red Shirt? Yes, but I, I you know, I, I, but, you know, I don't really attach names to things either, but that's what mm -hmm. he kept coming out and saying. Hmm. So it, it's just interesting to me because uh, I is. do so, yeah, and, you know, I'm a city girl, so Indians would be, you know, especially spiritual Indians is a tough thing for me. But I know back when, I'm sure we all were, everything, we were rocks. I mean, think about it. When there was nothing around, all that is and all that be was here. So... I don't know if that makes sense to you, but, you, you know, we were all everything, you know, mm -hmm. because because we would have had to be. So, um, again, I don't know if that made sense to you, but, you know, people say things about religion and, you know, you and I know, you know, what religions you and I are. But, you know, at one point there wasn't any, there was cave people and there were, you know, there were all kinds of different things that we evolved to. So when people say, oh, I'm a princess or I'm a pauper, we all have been, you know, within those learning lessons. That's how I feel anyway. So right. not, or we uh, will be. <laughs> Or we will be, yes. Please don't make me a bulber. I just don't want to be. I want to be a rock star. Okay, one, one, one. <laughs> you are on with William Stillman, the psychic spirit medium. Hi. Oh, hi, Bonnie. Hi, William. I I'm just loving the show. Everything about the past lifetimes. It's Trisha here from California. Ah, oh, um, Trisha wrote a book. Oh, my goodness. I, you are amazing, Trisha, yourself. And I am so happy that you called in. Um, what do you, uh, well, I can only imagine what you're going to say, but what do you feel oh. about extraterrestrials? I'm going to tell you, if I, could, could I interject, please? Because uh, I feel that, Tricia, I feel like you have a connection to beings from another realm, and that, are, that is the elementals, or what we would call fairies. So I don't know if that rings true for you, but that's what I'm picking up. <laughs> yes, I um I, I have them. I live on land, and I can feel a lot of um, the nature spirits around me. It's very protective, you know. Um, yeah, thank you for that. And yeah, the extraterrestrials. Sorry, dear. They they are adoring of you, and there's also uh, a connection to a strong connection to water, and any uh, spiritual energies connected to water. Wow. Oh, okay. Yes. I do like water as well. I'm a double Pisces, so um, oh, I'm, I'm gosh. water, water. <laughs> water, water, yeah. with I'm sure many planets and water, because that's my that's my love. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Um, yeah. I love this, William. What else are you picking up? Well, I don't want to keep interrupting, Tricia, so please go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, um, I've just seen Bonnie in other books, but I wrote a book called The Star Seeds Beyond Time, and it is about a little galactic boy who first manifested in a meditation. When I saw this character, 
I just, uh, he's not from here. You know, you, you can just tell. And he's on the cover. I got an artist to draw him very similar. And he spoke to me the whole way through the book. And then the book takes place in the underground with all the elementals. So you're right there. And the Indian, <laughs> the Indian wisdom. So I'm tapped into all of that kind of um, ready for book two. But um, what I wanted to just add to you really quickly, William, your confirmation about what you're saying about childbirth and things like that. Um, I think I went through part of that experience myself, but I had a girlfriend who decided at like 19 or very young, I'm tying my tubes. And we thought it was radical um, that she made that decision because, you know, she didn't have a life partner and it might affect marriages and things like that um, down the line, which I think it did. But she found out many years later um, through a reading that she had died in a childbirth. And yeah. she just didn't want the experience again. So it, um, that was just confirmation. Thank you for remark. that. You know, I think that must have been something that happened rather frequently at one point in time. As I said, when there wasn't always um, ready access to uh, physicians or medical services or people who were not very knowledgeable about uh human physiology. So um, I appreciate the uh, the affirmation. You know, my only medical event that I've ever had in my life was around pregnancy. And I ended up having to have an emergency C-section after being in labor for three days. And in a past lifetime, I we both would have died. I mean, that wouldn't, I would not dilate. Um, I They wouldn't, I couldn't get past three or four centimeters, and um, yeah. so they saying, you know, you're not you're not in full labor yet, and I was in labor with excruciating pain for days of, you know, thank goodness I did it through breathing and without drugs until I got to the cesarean part where we have to take it out immediately. And she was born beautiful and she was fabulous, you know, everything was fine, but um, I think. I'd had that experience before where you don't, in the past, cut people open without the anesthesia and, you know, um, cesarean birth. So those middle evil times and midwives yeah. and, you know, the mothers would deliver the babies and, you know, like, um, so that I think has a lot of experience with us. And I think also maybe the stillbirth that children go through or want to be born and then die again. We talked about that once before, Bonnie, about yeah. needing to, but wait needing a minute. to be born to die people. I want to hear but um, I want to hear what I want to hear what William has to say to you because I know he's picking up a lot of stuff, Trisha. I really would love him to uh, I was actually Thank you. I was Trisha, if I may, I was actually very surprised to hear you say you had a daughter because I was I continually was being told son. And so I think maybe the the energy, the the, the young male energy that um, you encountered and that inspired you to write your book is, in fact, a, a form of a son to you. And I'm wondering if you feel a maternal uh, sense toward him in the way that I have felt toward the spirit guide that I have that is a little boy. I, I do. My characters are more alive than alive. They talk to me through writing. You know, it's um, I see them, I breathe them, I feel them. Um, 
you know, we pull things to our imagination, but they become more than that, you know. So I do feel that, mm-hmm. you know, my my I, characters are all alive. Lovely. Um, and I feel that because the the book has been written doesn't mean that the relationship with him has been severed. I feel like that's something that uh, you continue to sense and feel around you or perhaps have encountered in dreams. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I'm ready for book yep. two, so I know that they're ready to start ah. talking well. There, as well. there you have it. <laughs> um, Tricia, there is such a grace and an elegance about you. I'm wondering if you had been a dancer as a child or as a younger woman. Um, And that I feel as though um, home and the concept of home and having a very comfortable home is important to you. And I'm being told that if I were to be a guest in your home, that you would bend over backwards to ensure that I was uh, not only being waited on hand and foot, but that I was being welcomed and received and being made to feel very comfortable and very much at home in your home. <laughs> I've just spent three years after buying my first home, doing up my home, and I love having that entertainment feeling, you know, like inviting my neighbor's little girl and little friend to dinner last night and making it special and the little girl of two just runs to the table every time she comes to my house. She wants to have dinner, you know, so even when she... Well, William and I are headed there. William and I are headed yeah, there, yeah. Tricia, so you can make us feel yeah. as wonderful and fabulous as you can. And Tricia, I'm also, I'm also wondering, dear, if you have a fairy garden, um, and if not, you might want to consider uh, dedicating a little spot or a little corner somewhere to those uh, energies. Oh, I'm going to rebuild a fountain actually in a different part of my garden and I might just do it all around there because it will have the water. Um, Perfect. So, yes, thank you. And I have logs that I was thinking of making little fairy houses out of one day. Um, yeah. Lovely. So that would, that, and and, that and they're fun. also showing me, they're showing me something connected to uh, little purple violets as well. Oh, I'm, my, my half acre of land is completely covered with what they call the money tree here. And it's a purple flower that just reseeds itself. And so I, most of my property at one time of the year is completely blanketed in purple flowers. So, um, yeah, it's quite magical. I have a lot of purple. But I also fed the underground here. They wiped out a lot of my plants. So I have to talk to the little elementals to make sure that that I'm not um, feeding all of the underground, the moles and things like that, because they did do a major um, wipeout of, like, this girl planted a smorgasbord for us to eat. <laughs> you know, yes. So I had to be aware of that and not kill them, outsmart them. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are... You, when you come to California yes. or, or you or anybody that I meet, I'm so open. I have a place to stay that's kind of quite beautiful. And um, Don't you worry, Trisha, I'm coming. I'm also tapping into my um, reincarnation story of past lives. So I'm kind of fascinated in that subject. Trisha, they're talking about a a loft. So I don't know if you have an area of your home where there's like a little little loft area. Is that correct? 
Yes, I do. Yeah, um, very nice. It feels very warm and cozy to me. So um, what I wanted to tell you about the, the little intruders um, is to um, to bless the area of the garden where you don't want them to be intruded, intruding, and then also to designate um, a, a portion uh, of your area there to where you are willing to be flexible and to allow them to um, to uh, help themselves, so to speak. And I think that you will see, uh, do that three times, and I think that you will see that they will um, respect and obey that, um, including the um, insects. And I'm also oh, being told to watch for uh, watch for the ladybugs in your garden as well. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, you know, we're going. We're just starting spring, so I'm really looking forward to it. Just you know, growing and blooming. Well, Tricia, I love and, you. I am going to have to love and leave you because I've got so many callers that want to talk to. William, but you know, you are just, it, it, you didn't ask a question. So would you like to ask William a question or did you just want to chat? Oh, no, it, it's fine. He's given me more answers than I could have imagined. So thank you. And well, you know, I this is a chat thing. show. We love you, you to chat. A Facebook link on your, on your site right now for William, because I was trying to Google it through Facebook and I wasn't coming up with um the link. William, so William what she's asking. Yeah, what she's yes. she's asking. Yes. Go the, ahead and tell them how to get a hold of you. Thank you. Um the my main website is just my name. It's williamstillman.com and Stillman is just like it sounds S T I L L M A N and then um in the upper left corner of my homepage and I think it's on all pages of my website is the link to Facebook. And my Facebook is William Stillman Psychic Medium. And every morning I put up an original inspirational quote that I have received in my prayer and meditation time from Spirit, and I pair it with an image. So it gives people a little something to think about and chew on and reflect on for the remainder of the day. And uh, what's really amazing about that is I have coming up on 1,500 of these quotes, and they're all different, they're all unique. And at one point I said to my uh, friends in spirit, you know, how many more can there be? Because I was just going to start repeating them. And they said, ah, we got a million of them. So um, <laughs> I'm going to keep recording them and putting them up on Facebook. But the Facebook is William oh. Stillman Psychic Medium. <laughs> oh, my goodness, now, William. I'll find you. Thank you so much. Well, have a blessed day, both of you. And thank you. We'll you Trisha, we love you. Trisha, call me right. when we do Angels, Angels, because you know I love you to chat. You're just a sweet, sweet, oh. wonderful soul that I just adore. And I know you have lovely. so much story. Isn't she? And she has such a story they're to showing, tell. I mean, yep, They're also ahead. showing me, Trisha, big, big, beautiful, spicy, bright red poppies connected to you. Oh, okay. Huge, like enormous that. poppies. So think on that. Yep. As long as you don't smoke them, as long as you don't smoke them or eat them, because I think poppies is what <laughs> I think poppies is what makes something. I don't know, but all of a sudden I opium. saw this big poppy yep. field, opium. That oh gosh, that might be it. Oh, maybe you come from around there. Go ahead, Trish. 
I used to wear poppies on, you know, once a year on my um, school uniform because we had the um, Anzac Day and the poppy flower, the red one, represents that. So we had these little kind of um, paper poppies. That, so poppies have been around me since, you know, my whole childhood. It's a symbol. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll use it a different way. Well, um, Tricia, please call. You're welcome. Please call us back. And if okay. there's any way I could visit California, and hopefully one day I will get out there and drag William with me, um, I would love to stay with you. And you have the ability to stay in Florida also. So um, you're just, like oh. I said, you are a sweet soul with a lot, a lot of uh, visions and, uh, and stories to tell. I just keep hearing that. So have a great day, and I am going to move on. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. She is a sweet soul. She writes several she books. Lovely. She does screenplays. Yeah, she's a really sweet lady. 925, you are on with psychic medium, William Stillman. Hi. And, of course, Hi, I'm Chopped Liver. William. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Bonnie and William. This Hi. is Teresa. Who was and, uh, this is Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi. I, I, hello. I absolutely believe in... I call them my unseen friends, ETs. But one thing that I do notice is that, and I don't understand, is I get ringing in my ears. And I've noticed as of late that when that happens, a lot of the time it's followed by nightmares. Mm. Okay, Teresa, um, what I want to say about ringing in the ear or ears is if it is happening on a regular basis, and it is intrusive and disruptive to the quality of life and your daily routines, please, please consult your uh, physician or uh, inquire about a medical remedy for that, okay? Uh, so that's the first thing. Now, if it is happening irregularly, and it is not intrusive or disruptive, or causing a distraction, then I have always interpreted that as one of the very gentle and subtle ways that spirit is attempting to communicate to us, in particular, a spirit guide. Um, because I have had that happen uh, often, and I, I continue to have that happen. Um, so I think what I would encourage you to do is to pay attention to the times when that is happening, again, if it is not disruptive or intrusive in any way, and pay attention to what you were thinking or feeling in the moment or just prior to that moment. Um, it also feels as though um, it is maybe uh, uh, serving as a heads up or a bit of a caution to you um, to prepare for the um, what you call a nightmare experience that you're having. So if you haven't already connected with a spirit guide, I'm going to recommend that you do that. And hopefully you were listening uh, about how to do that. You do that in prayer and meditation and you, you give the guide a name of your choosing. Um, but uh, uh, it feels as though there might be a little bit of an energetic tug of war going on around you, uh, which might be why you're getting the, the spiritual heads up and then you're also getting the nightmares. Well, the, I've, I've always had 
the ringing on and off since I was a child. And the other thing is that I connect very clearly with my guides. I have a really, real clear, um, I guess you would say, conversation. I hear them and and communicate with them all the time. Okay. So, okay. Then, so what's your explanation then for the yeah, nightmares well, yeah. and the ringing before the nightmares? I, I have no idea. That was my question. I, yeah, I have no idea. I have read that that sometimes it's um sometimes that that's a sign of um a, an abduction. Uh, I don't know that I've been abducted, but you know that's what I've I've read. I've also heard that it's it's sometimes when um someone from the other side is trying to get your attention or a, a guide or an angel. Not in a nightmare that wouldn't happen though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I, is a nightmare? Yeah. You know, don't you want to know what a nightmare is? I mean, I don't know what a what is a nightmare? Is it something that frightens you because because unless you're a prophetic yes. dreamer, you mean Right, but not all the time. I mean, I don't know if what you feel about this, William, but not all the time what you dream, unless you're a prophetic dreamer, where what you dream happens, comes true, and is there. A lot of times we work out things in our dreams. So uh, I Absolutely know I had too, a... Yes. Yeah. So, so, so what is the nightmare? Because it might actually, if you find out what the cause of and what that dream it means, it might not be a nightmare at all. So this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm hearing. I, I don't always remember what I'm dreaming, but I do know um, when I do remember them, it's always that somebody is either um, coming after me, trying to find me, and I'm trying to get away from them. But um, my husband will wake me up and say I was screaming. You know, he goes, geez, what's going on? You're, you have these nightmares where you're screaming. And there are times when I wake myself up, and there's times when he has to wake me up. Well, that's a pretty typical one, uh, William. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that a lot of times um, dreams um, are for psychological venting, as you said, Bonnie, mm-hmm. and attempting to work through problems or issues that we might um, be be challenged in um, confronting in in real time. So that's that's one thought. Um, you know, is this happening every week or several times a week, or how often is this happening? It just it happens occasionally, and I just I never really paid much attention to it because it's it, like I said, I've had you know the ringing, you know, occasionally, you know, since I was little, and have always been able to hear like really high pitched sounds that other people have never had heard. But so I never paid much attention to it. But it's just recently that I've been paying attention to that a lot of the time the ringing in the ears is followed by a nightmare. Hmm. Yep. I've just recently can I, paid attention to that. Can I can I tap in here? or William, I don't want to tap in if you're tapping in, but do you want me to? Because my explanation would be, I mean, I don't have an explanation. It's what I'm hearing is that that's a pretty typical. I mean, I am a, a counselor and, and a nurse and, 3D world and, and, and other things. But what I hear is if you're going to equate it with uh, with spirit, that, okay, spirit wants you to pay attention to your dream and your dream is that you're running away, that's a pretty typical one. You can look it up in the book. It usually means you're, you're, you're the fears that you're having within the, your human body, it, you're, you're not facing something. 
So when you look at your fear in the face of what are you running away from, I feel that you will have a better uh, grasp on what you're actually seeing and feeling. That's just my take. Yeah. I actually concur with that, Bonnie, because I know that um, I very rarely have nightmares anymore, but there was a time when I was having having them on a, a pretty regular basis. And um, I think that a lot of it stemmed from fears and anxieties that I had from um, abuses that I endured as a young person. And some of yes. it got really grotesque. And I remember um, at, at a certain point um, determining that I was going to take control of the scenario and the uh, trajectory of the nightmares and that I was going to be much more conscious and deliberate in my participation of the nightmares. And once I made that effort, it completely changed the entire dynamic of the nightmare experience. And so when that happens, that I do have a nightmare and it's maybe now maybe once a year, if that um, I'm more of an observer, like watching um, a movie being filmed or watching something on television as opposed to um, a participant where something is happening to me. So just a little food for thought that I uh, would like to pass along to you to consider. That is really a good uh, a good scenario. I could tell you, and I don't want to waste everybody's time, but I could tell you that I had a reoccurring dream, which you could think is a nightmare, because to me it was a nightmare. But I for three years, and once I went and I consulted a friend, and she told me, Bonnie, you're the serpent. You're the serpent. And when I took myself and looked at it, and she goes, your daughter reacted in the way that was very concerning to you and your son acted in a different way because uh, I won't go into the dream, but I never had it again uh, because I, I realized I was the one that was doing that to my, my kids that the serpent wasn't doing and it was me. So once I was told that, oh my gosh, I've never had that reoccurring nightmare again. So, so the advice we can give to you is spirits probably telling you, I love the ringing in the ears. I do hear that from spirit. Uh, but what they want you to do is pay attention to what you are fearing in this lifetime, because it, it for some reason you've got some, it, it, I feel probably anxiety or you don't want to face something and they want you to face it. So that's, and I, and I feel I, if you I don't, agree. it'll get worse and worse. I agree that I, I'm going through a lot of anxiety. I'm unemployed right now and I've been trying to get, find, get a job. And just, this is the one time where it's just been a real struggle. I've never had such a difficult time getting a job and you know, money is running out. So that's probably where the anxiety is coming from. Yes, absolutely. Well, there goes that word again. Okay. Are you picking anything up for her, William, on a job? Um, the only thing that I was picking up, and can I have your name again, please? Teresa. Teresa, thank you. Teresa, I'm wondering if you have any um, background experience or connection to the medical field. No. Okay. Um, is there a, a hospital or a m major medical center near you within driving distance? Mm, everything's a commute where I'm at. I'm in California. <laughs> okay. Gosh. Well, think on that. 
Um, okay. And the other thing that they were showing me was the word pediatrics. Now, that that may or may not be specific to the medical field, so much as it may have something to do with um, childcare or daycare potentially. So I'm going to throw those those thoughts out to you, and you do with them what you will. Okay, Teresa, what I've, do you I've do? Well, my last position, I was an office manager, and so, and but part of that company had sold some some supplements. And I was working um, closely with a lady who bought that part of the business because it went out of business. And uh, she was she had wanted me to, to do some work for her. Um, I could work remotely, but then she changed her mind. She didn't she didn't want to really pay me. I couldn't live off of what she was gonna what she wanted to pay me. So it didn't. Well, go I'll through. tell you. William, what William t gave you great advice and gave you fields mm -hmm. to look into just because you don't work in the medical field, because I'm a nurse right. and a right. counselor, but you can absolutely, there's a million jobs that you can get within a hospital, a clinic, or as an office manager, you could actually probably somebody would train you. Um, you also pediatrics, is there a pediatric, maybe there's a pediatric office around you. Uh -huh. And that would be right. something that you could look at. I, I keep hearing William is be proactive and think outside the box. Cause I feel like absolutely, once you do yeah. that, right. go ahead. I've been trying, I've been trying everything and I have been applying, you know, under, you know, like for, um, clinics and hospitals and hospitals, but I don't have the medical background that they want you to have. Great. So what Bonnie okay. just told you was that there are, there are many entry level positions where you don't have to have that background necessarily, or there may be on the job yes. training to prepare you for for other work. So so be right. open to that possibility, please. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank and you. let us know. Right. Think on it. You're welcome. Let us know. Oh, yeah, because it's a, it's a great field in any capacity you can do it. And even in like, uh, you know, a lot of people forget that I call them old age homes, which I'm probably old. So that's why I call them. But they're, my mm -hmm. guest yesterday or one of the people called say, Bonnie, that's not an old age home. It's called a senior citizen's care home. So, you know, any way that you can take it between pediatrics, I feel like that is a great start for you. Uh, pediatrics, they need people who are bead, who have a really great aura. You could even be, you know, work as a ward clerk. You can, there's a million things. I don't even want to go into it, but you need to think outside the box because the harder you push and the more you look, the sooner you will get something. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, much. call us yes, back. Yes, you. you're welcome. All right, bye. Bye-bye. You know what, William? I am going to take one more. We have about 10 minutes left. So I know everybody's going to hang up when I say that, but I wanted everyone to first hear again. Can you tell? We didn't even touch your autism books. And that to me is the most important. I mean, it's not more yeah. important than any of your other work, but I love that. And I know that it was work that you've worked and done and have gotten great accolades on. We are gonna do a show, I hope you'll come back on just some of that with the other questions I didn't get to ask you. But can you tell everybody again, cause you do do this for a living, you also have gallery readings. 
where they can yeah. go and see, you know, when you're when you're signed up for one of them. Tell everybody how to find you and what they need if they want a private reading or even go to one of your galleries. Yes, thank you, Bonnie. And it was a, a delight to be on your program. It feels like we just covered the gamut of just about everything you could you could think of today, except the kitchen sink. So that that was a real treat. That's next. Um, people can <laughs> people can find me on uh, through my website, which is williamstillman.com. They can find me on Facebook at William Stillman Psychic medium and again on facebook if you if you like it or you follow me you'll get the um the daily uh, inspirational quotes that i get from spirit in my my walks and my prayer and meditation time so uh please check it out and and bring other people to me because i want these messages from spirit to get to as many folks as possible how about your books how can they find your books are they just on your website but i know you can order them so you know where can they find the, your books because you have so many all of them, I can't book, give all the titles. <laughs> yes, all of my books are listed on my website. There's a special page just for all of the books. There's uh, descriptions of each book. There's a picture of each book. There are um, quotes of endorsement about each book. And then uh, for each book, there's also a, a direct link that will take you to the Amazon page on which it is listed. And you can um, consider whether you wish to order it or not from there. I love your books. I'm just amazed and you you just I, I'm one of your biggest fans. So I, I do I'm gonna take one more person, but it's gonna be quick. But I do wanna tell you before that happens, William, because because afterwards I am I'm taking one of my astrologist friends out who doesn't get out. And, and before I do that, I wanna tell you how honored and what a pleasure it always is to have you here, as well as uh, I hope that we consider each other friends. So I, and if not, it's too bad because we've been married before, but I want to thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for participating, being a wonderful, wonderful contributor to this channel. And I can't speak enough and thank you of how much I am honored that you're here. But before we actually end the show, I am going to pick up 917. You are extremely lucky. You've got William Stillman, Psychic Medium, right at your disposal. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I am still very lucky. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you're welcome. For, who are we talking to? Are uh, you speaking to Tim from New York? So, William, I just had a question. If uh, I'm in trying hey, to get in touch, Tim, you got yep. a lot of commotion going on there. Is there a way you can move to a quieter spot? Oh yeah, sure, not a problem. Thank you. Um, that would be that would be really helpful. Better. And you can you can say your question while you're in in motion there. Oh yes, indeed. Okay, <laughs> so my question was just uh, I'm trying to get in touch with my guys. I know your book yes. seems to have any uh, some information, so I'm definitely going to get it. I just want to know if uh, if what I'm doing, my little uh, prayers at night, verbal, verbally asking my guys to come in to help me navigate possibly for the new work situation, if it was working, uh, or if you had any feedback at all. Yes. Um, Tim, the, the thing that I want to recommend to you, first of all, I want to say that I think you're a very um, good and decent example of what a human being should be. So let me just say that to you right off the bat. Oh. Well, thank you. So um, nice. You're welcome, sir. Uh, you use the word guides plural. So what I'm going to encourage you to do, Tim, is to start low and go slow. And let's just focus on one 
guide to start with. Okay. Because I feel as though perhaps you're sending out a little bit of a mixed message when you're addressing guides plural. Um, and I think that you want to focus on connecting with the guide who has, as uh, I feel like it's female, has as her area of expertise um, uh, prospects around um, vocational opportunities, if that's correct. So um, correct. in your thank you in your prayers um uh, let's just focus i was given the name beatrice but you you call her what you want um in your prayers let's just focus on honing in on that one that one energy i feel like it is a female energy um i feel as though this energy has been with you a long time uh since you were a little boy and had there been an injury to a leg uh, at the knee or below the knee at one point? Uh, yes, there was. I broke my foot, and I've always had some sort of knee, a uh, little arthritic issues. Thank you. Okay, because she was pulling me to, uh, this is just a validation for you, uh, she was pulling me to that area of the body um, below the knee on one leg. So <clears throat> uh, I would, again, you call her what you wish, but in the context of a prayer, christen her with a name of your choosing, and then pay attention about a week to 10 days out for some form of validation of her presence. It may even be a validation of the name that you've given her. Um, I'm also being told that she's going to start throwing some loose, loose change your way. So pay attention about a week to 10 days out after you christen her for finding any um, coins that have been dropped or finding coins in unusual places. Wow. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then Tim... Yeah, and then Tim, from there, uh, you can, again, in the context of a prayer, be connecting with her directly and asking for her help and support. Um, she says that she had done uh, filing and clerical type work at one point in time, but then worked her way up the ladder against all odds in an era when that was something uh, unheard of for women, and she became a college administrator, I'm being told to tell you. Uh, so I don't know if that resonates with you at all. But um, so I feel as though she's got a lot of what we call um, uh, ambition and gumption to her, which I think you could use a shot of right about now. And um, to uh, to just uh, be aware of asking her, please um, to impress me with inspiration, uh, guide me on, on my path, uh, distract my attention to the people places and opportunities that are going to be for my greater good and and take it from there uh sounds great you've been a tremendous help William. i can't wait to get the book thanks a lot enjoy your day both oh, guys. god bless you thank you thank you so much yes please call tim, us tim, back you, and let us know tim you might you might have a little bit of a wait time um until things start clicking so i don't want you to give up okay okay no problem i'll stay the course thanks a lot Yes, terrific. Yeah. Stay the course. I love that. Okay. Tim, let us know. Call me back. You know I love, love, this is a talk show. We love our peeps. So please let us know how you, uh, how you do. I am at the two-minute mark, so I am going to tell everybody that we have had a fabulous show with a fabulous guest. I can't recommend his books 
Hylier. I mean, that's not even a word. So uh, I'm so tongue tied with you. I can't take it, William. I don't know. And I'm pretty educated myself. So this has been a very, very enlightening show. So I do want to tell you, and I hope you will come back. I'm sure we'll talk soon. But that again, is so wonderful because uh, putting it down in writing, having people find it, is empowering people and empowering spirit and empowering what we're here for, which is passing the knowledge on. And thank you. You are one of the most sweetest and fabulous and awesome and handsome guys and I and souls in this whole universe and beyond. So thank you again. I can't wait to see what you do further. And I'm sure everyone will know because so I want to thank you. I want to tell everybody again in chat, listening, and all of the archive people who absolutely download archives and archives of this show, that we appreciate you. We love you. We send you love and all of our uh, blessings. And I would like to say goodbye and leave you with the last word, William. Thank you, Bonnie. It was a great delight uh, to be on your program again. You are a joy Thank and you. a pleasure, and everyone that called in was terrific. And I just want everyone out there listening to have faith in your faith. Know that God has your back, and the universe wants for you what is absolutely of the, the greater good of the highest order. So um, I'm looking forward to our, the next time we can uh, have another chat like this. Absolutely. Thank you. And I, again, somebody's got to give me, I'll give you a dollar for every time I say it, you'll be rich. So we have three seconds. We are ending the show. Live, love, life, and have fun and be careful out there. So thank you again, William. I just adore you. Bye, everyone. I will see thank you. you. Bye. -bye. Bye. I, I will see you back on, I don't think I'm here tomorrow, but I will see you back on Monday. Thanks, everyone. Bye.